praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. If you can hear me, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Um, I don't know what's going on with the studio. They seem to be having audio delay. Praise you, Lord. But thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray that you help my brothers and sisters to lock in, Lord Jesus, and listen to the Lord's Tower tonight and be ministered by you, Lord Jesus. And 900 trillion warriors saying you are king and all to salvation to west, Lord Jesus, and sheriff, in the name of Jesus, remove the power of the evil one, Lord Jesus, that is trying to block your people from listening tonight, Lord Jesus, and being blessed, being ministered by you, Lord Jesus, by your knee, Lord, touch every heart, every mind, listening, every life, touch them in a special way, break the joke, let your anointing flow. Notice how we still work. And let the joke be broken tonight. In Jesus' name, the joke of this world, the joke from hell, the heavenly place of anger, be broken tonight in Jesus' name. Lord, minister, Lord, according to the need of your people, Lord. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to minister to every heart, every mind, every life, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, to see the error of our way, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, mighty Lord. Help us to trust in you, to believe your word, Lord, and never to doubt. Have any doubt and unbelief, but to believe you, believe your word, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us in Jesus' name. Keep us from falling. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you, Jesus. Mighty Lord, mighty God, he is so awesome. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. Luke 12. Six to seven. What is the price of five sparrow? A couple of penny. Not much more than that. Yet God does not forget a single one of them. Explain Jesus. And he knows the number of the hair of your head. Never fear, you are now far you are far more valuable to him than a whole flock. A sparrow, explain Rabbi Jesus to the multitude. Brothers and sisters, we are so important to God. And if we know how important we are to God, if we learn by the word how important we are to our God, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, it will help us to trust him more, to put a total trust on him and give him our whole heart to serve him wholeheartedly. That's very important, my brother and my sister, that we serve God wholeheartedly. Thank you, Lord, that we give God a whole heart and that we trust him wholeheartedly with our whole heart. It's, it's, it's just so, so important in the last day. Why is that, brother Obi? There is coming, hallelujah, a, a shift in the earth, hallelujah, that things are, are changing Brothers and sisters, and many are going to be very scared very soon. And if your heart, it is not given to the Lord entirely, when this uh, switching of the earth, these uh, earthquakes and tsunami and much more begin to happen in a greater numbers, if you are not trusting the Lord, you are going to run away from him even more. This is why now is the 
time that we give God our whole heart, our total focus on him, that we, that we uh, be total focused on God, on Jesus, now more than ever, shalom there, sister, because the timing, hallelujah, before the rapture, we know it's closer than ever. The rapture never been a day closer than what it is today. But we need to be very, very, very focused on God. Very, very focused on Jesus, brothers and sisters, because many will lose heart as they see the bad event come. They're going to blame God. The devil is going to tell them that it's God's fault, that it's God's doing. And they're going to take the, the devil on his word, and they are going to begin to sin. They're going to begin to be falling, to fall away. And backslide, and that is not the will of God for none of us, none of us, brothers and sisters. There are so many words that the prophet of the Lord are giving, are sending out to the people that what God is saying to them, what God is speaking to them. I receive a word today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going into there now and looking for the word in my email. Um, I'm constantly receiving. From, from different people, email, either about dreams that they're having, that the Lord has given them, hallelujah, or warning, which are also dreams, hallelujah, a word of warning to God's people to prepare and to be ready. Praise you, Lord. Things, hallelujah, are moving quickly, and we need to be focused on Jesus. There are so much things happening Praise the Lord, that if we are not totally focused on the Lord, we also are going to be shaken. But if we are trusting completely on the Lord, no matter what happens around us, brothers and sisters, although we may be shaking, it's not going to matter because we, are, we, are, we will be on the solid rock that is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that is very important. Our dear sister Susan Davis sent a word about today, and, and she says in this word, the word of the Lord, do not lose hope, climb to your God, hallelujah, I will not fail you, is the title of this word, brothers and sisters, why is God saying that to his people, because he knows what is about to come, he knows everything, present, past, and future, he is in control of it, thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, says this, Children, it, it is, I'm sorry, it is I, your God, Jehovah. I am the God of provision, Jehovah Jireh. Soon, children, do not lose hope. Climb to your God. I will not fail you. I am a God you can count on. I am, and there is no other one like me. There is nowhere that, that, that can be found anyone greater. Climb. To my hand, gaze on my beauty, run to my open arm, hurry, run fast. Why is he saying this? Again, because these judgment, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, the, the people can see already the shifting and the weather pardon. There is uh, pardon. It's raining in the different state, hallelujah, around the nation differently, bitterly. Hallelujah. Most severe in flood. Major flood. I remember the Lord showing me 
were going to be signs to the uh, judgment. I remember a major flood around the nation of the U.S., and that's what is happening already. They're beginning to happen, and they're going to be even greater. This is why I say as people begin to lose their home and their property and their land and their money, their job, and much more, if you're not focused on Jesus, if you're not holding on to the Lord, brothers and sisters, you can lose hope quickly. This is why the Lord is speaking this way through his prophet. This is not a time, hallelujah, to take it, uh, hallelujah, to take it slow, but to move fast in the, to the Lord. The world is sliding down. Look what God is saying. It has made a choice. See, it's about making a choice. The world has chosen my enemy. There you go. I've chosen the devil. This is what the world has chosen. Every of my own chosen people have to lie their hand with my enemy. Praise the Lord. I will uh, rectify all soon. My plan will come to pass just I have outlined in my book. Thank you, Lord. Now, I, w- I want to share something. I, I mentioned last night, last night that my son Levi was taken to heaven a couple of days ago. And brothers and sisters, it was astonishing because he was sharing all these things that happened to him. According to what he said, he walked with God and the angel and the redeemed. Brothers and sisters, he said redeemed. I said to him, would you just walk in with God and the angel? And my son said, the redeemed also, daddy. The redeemed. He used the word redeemed. A seven-year-old. He said things that shocked me. I, I, brothers and sisters, my goodness. He said he saw his brothers and sisters in heaven, and they each came and gave him a hug and told him how much they love him. Now, he said, Joseph which is my oldest son in heaven, 16 years old. When he said Joseph, so we were, my, my wife and I were just looking at him like, what? We have mentioned that name very little around him. We don't usually mention it. And he said Joseph was the one of them that came to him in heaven and gave him a hug and told him how much, and how much he loved him. And he identified to him as his older brother. Said to him, he came with such a clear mind and such a clear speech from heaven that I was like, oh my God, we knew, we knew this has to be the Lord, this has to be God. Now, he said that in heaven, God told him to pray for people down here on earth, cancer, who was dying of cancer in a bed, like in a hospital. He said, as he began to pray for for them, as the Lord directed him to, he saw from heaven how the body of these people, as they were, they were being uh, saved, was the word he used. They were being saved. They were being changed from the state of sickness and fallen that they had, and they were being saved and being brought to heaven because of his prayer, he said. God told him how important it is to pray. That's why God told him to pray. God also told him, tell my son Elby, my messenger, praise the Lord. Tell him and tell my people 
They are in coming soon to bring them home to this place. Tell him, because I know he will tell my people. He's my messenger. And I'm looking like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I, yes, last night, before I began the program, I saw Levi came to me and said, Daddy, don't forget to tell the people what, the, what, what I told you about heaven. And I said, I will. And I forgot him, brothers and sisters. You know, you were here last night. Daughter was here. I have forgotten to tell you because I got caught up in other things, talking about other things. And so I, I said I'm sorry to him. And I said, I, I will talk about it tomorrow night. But the things he said, I began to question him last night even more, to tell me even more. I said, I, you need to tell me more. And there were things he said that I know he had forgotten, but I reminded him. And then he added other things. He said, uh, Daddy, the Lord also took me to, to uh, your place, he said, your place. And in your place where I was taken, I saw several animals in heaven. In that place that God took me, God said to me, these are Elvis animals. He said he saw almost every kind of animal in my place. I know I have a piece of land up in heaven. No one knew this. I had not even said it on the Lord's hour. Okay? And he said that from each of the animals that I have in heaven, I have ten of them, the Lord told him. God told him that each of the animals that I have in heaven, I have ten of each and one of them is what was told to him. And that I will, I will be very happy to know that I have these animals was told to him, the God told him in heaven. But the message that I liked that God says to him was to tell me, so I can tell the people, relate the message to the Lord's Tower, people on the Lord's Tower, that he is coming to take us home soon. We are going to be in heaven, which is a great news. Praise the Lord. Praise you, God. Brothers and sisters, I am amazed with what God did with my son as he took him to heaven and, and, and showed him these things and he said they all hug him. Uh, the angel was very happy he was up there. The redeemer also, he said. Everyone was very happy he was walking. And the multitude of them uh, were, were very happy he was up there in heaven. And those things that were being shown to him. And I was very surprised how he just talked about these things, brothers and sisters, for a seven-year-old boy to talk about these things. And what came to my mind was that in one of my last uh, trips to heaven, uh, Jesus, I chair here on the Lord's Tower, Jesus was, was, uh, Jesus was in front of a white table, similar to a plastic table that I have in my house. And it was completely white, and he was working on cheese. I love cheese, brothers and sisters. But this cheese, I said to people, similar to one we have back in the island, it's a white cheese made pure. Praise the Lord. And Jesus, hallelujah, was making the seeds with his hand. And as I approached the Lord to where he was, he says, you asked me about your son Levi. And I'm like, I'm so excited. Jesus is talking to me about my son because I've been praying about him. And he told me that, yes, he had heard me praying about my son because I want him to be obedient and I want him to know God. So I had asked him to ask the Father to teach my son. Well, Jesus continued, as he said, you had asked me about your son Levi. He continued to take the cheese and began to mold the cheese and give the cheese 
uh, tested it and, and so much, he just started working under Jesus in such a way. And he wanted me to look at him, as he mentioned, my son Levi, working under Jesus. In another word, my son is still, to him, a work in progress. He is able to mold him as he wants and make him exactly how God wants him to be, not exactly how I want him to be. Of course, God wants everyone to be obedient. But it's God that is molding us, brothers and sisters. It is God that is working in our lives, brothers and sisters, to change us and to make us into the image of his son. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Who wants to be in the image of Jesus? Who wants to be like Jesus? That's where God headed with us, brothers and sisters. That's where God wants you and I to be. Like him is how God wants you and I to be. Like Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He wants us to smell like Jesus, to walk like Jesus, to dress like Jesus, to look like Jesus. Hallelujah. To have the mind of Jesus, to be smarter his son, to be obedient like his son. Everything that Jesus is, is what God wants you and I to be. But it's up to us to humble ourselves before him. He is the one working in our life as well. Brothers and sisters, shalom, Mary. It is him. It is him as we humble ourselves that is working in our life, brothers and sisters, to make us to the image of his son. Hallelujah. And to where we are and where Jesus is, it is a far-looking way, but it's not that far as you humble yourself. You notice that, praise the Lord, you become more like Jesus as you humble yourself more every day. It may look far from you. He may look too high to you. But remember, nothing is impossible with God. God is teaching us patience. God is teaching us to love one another. Jesus said, as I love one another, as I love you, love one another. He, Jesus Christ is a greater example of love. And Father, too, and the Holy Spirit, because God is what? Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is the greater example. Thank you, Lord. He is the greater example of love, kindness, Hallelujah, and so much more. It is him the greater example. That's why no one has any excuse with him. We will have to always humble and repent and ask him to work in our life because he is the one who has set, brothers and sisters, who has given us the example, has set an example for each one of us to follow. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Great example that is. Praise the Lord. And for anyone to say that it's impossible, it is someone who is not trusting or believing in God, believing that God can make all things possible. I have heard people over the years say by my side or in front of my face that that is impossible. And, and biblically, everything is possible with God. Hallelujah. We have to believe that. We have to stand on the word. And then God will begin to do this in our life. The more you believe, the more you will see. See, it is faith that moves the mountain. It is faith that moves the mountain. Doubt and unbelief move nothing. Doubt and unbelief move nothing. It is faith that moves the mountain. It is with faith 
that you will speak to the mountain, be thrown into the sea, and it will obey. It doesn't say that without unbelief you will do it. This is why we cannot walk by doubt and unbelief. We walk by faith. Thank you, Jesus. Very important we understand that. The walking by faith is where we are going to see the mountain move. And God uses the mountain, the higher things that we can see on earth, a mountain, brothers and sisters, and the bigger thing. And he, if he, and he said that we will say to the mountain, be thrown into the sea, and it will obey. So how come we're not there? How come we're not there? That when the Bible said that with the shadow of Peter, the sick will heal. How come the disciple, hallelujah, were able to conquer so much ground, hallelujah, with this gospel that you and I have today? So much more than us. Why did they conquer so much? Why did the power of God move so much in their life? And it was because they had less contamination than you and I. Today, nowadays, there is so much evil through the internet, television, radio, and so much more, brothers and sisters. But when sin will abound, when evil will abound, so will grace will be greater. Nowadays, we have more of the grace of God being poured down on earth more than ever, brothers and sisters, than ever before. No one has any excuse today and say, because of the evil, because of the evil, we're not able to get closer to God. No, that, that is a nonsense, brothers and sisters. Grace abounds even more. There is so much grace being poured down from heaven. There is so much angel coming down from heaven, from heaven. So much warrior angel, so much archangel, and so much sheriff. I, I love it when it was revealed to me the other day in the millennium when I saw a sheriff 99, uh, 99 feet tall. I saw him in heaven, and I was amazed. But I noticed that he had come from the Father with order from the Father to help God's believer. I only heard about warrior angel. Or can you warrior down here? I never heard anyone say that there was sheriff from heaven fighting in behalf of the bride of Christ. I never heard that message before. Or maybe I missed that message on Sunday. But that Sunday that I missed it, that must have been a great message. I tell you, I never heard that message. That there was sheriff on earth coming down from the Father, brothers and sisters, fighting in behalf of the Father. Because the devil and the demon... They fear these sheriffs, and they run away from them very fast. And these sheriffs are down on earth helping the bride of Christ from order for the Father to protect God's children. Brother, that is amazing. This is a time for the bride of Christ to rejoice and to know that greater is he that is in us than him that is in the world. Thank you, Jesus. This is not a time to doubt. Uh-uh. This is not a time to doubt. This is a time to walk by faith. Brothers and sisters, this is a time to walk by faith. Thank you, Jesus. A time to walk by faith and not by sight. This is a time to get closer to the Lord Jesus more than ever, brothers and sisters, because he has so much to pour. He said he will put his spirit upon our flesh. 
And I believe in these last days, as it has been shown to me, that it will be people of God. The Lord showed me in several different nights, took me out in the spirit, showed, came, brought me into the future as the bride of Christ he had done on earth before there was rapture. I saw people moving in the power of God like I'd never seen before. They were moving in the power of God like eagles. They were doing things that people on earth were truly surprised. They were moving in the power of God like never before. Many have heard about a revival, but no one has any idea how this revival will be about. But I have prayed for years to know what, what is this revival about and when will we see this revival. And as I was taken out in the spirit, I seen young men, people the Lord showed me that are very secretive with the Lord, that are serving God from their house, that are seeking God from their house. They're not known on television. They're not known on the radio. These are people that fast and seek God with all their heart, love the Lord more than anything else on this earth, and are seeking God. I saw those people as the, as the revival began, after the three days of darkness happens, I saw, brothers and sisters, these people of God, of all ages, no matter how old they were, they were moving in the power of God with great authority and great power. And these people were truly moving, were doing greater things, Jesus said, than these they will do. That's exactly what I was seeing with my eyes. I saw a young man that I was thought in these last days will be on a skateboard. He was not on a skateboard. He was moving in the power of God in such a way he was going from city to city evangelizing and the power of God moving, telling people about Christ. As they prayed for people, the power of God was flowing through their head, and people can see the power. It was visible to the, to the, to the eyes of people. And people can fall down on the floor. People will be saved, will be healed instantly. If they had a, a missing hand, the hand will grow right there in front of people. There will be miracle recorded on camcorder, on telephone, on cell phone. People are going to record, hallelujah, this healing going on. They're going to put it on YouTube. And people from everywhere in the country are going to see this miracle that will be happening. Some people will think they're a camera trick, but they will come from a cell phone. From a cell phone, people are going to record this healing, this salvation. The great power of God will be recorded, and it will be put online. Praise the Lord. And if you are not moving, if you are not waiting for the great move of God, if your heart and life is not ready, you are not going to believe what God is going to do in these last days. That's what God is telling now you and I to be ready. Thank you, Lord. The Lord took me in the spirit also and showed me how we are being prepared for this such a time that is coming on the earth, brothers and sisters. And Jesus was showing me how he was working in our life through the spirit, in the spirit, brothers and sisters. There are things in our life that are being removed, brothers and sisters, so the Spirit of God will have a greater hold on us. So when the power of God will flow, we can flow in this power of God 
like we were chosen, we were elected, we were selected to do this before the beginning of this earth. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. There will be such a great move of God, brothers and sisters. And God, Jesus revealed to me our life right now is being prepared for that. Some think it's so hard. Some may be complaining it's so difficult, but they don't understand the mind of Christ. They don't understand the mind of God. What God is preparing in store for those that love him. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Jesus. There will be such a move of God, hallelujah, on this earth. This earth, before the Lord takes his bride, it's going to see such a power, unimaginable power, of Father God flowing on this earth to give God, hallelujah, one wake-up last call to this earth like never before. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I remember a pastor, a man of God, Pastor John, told me, that before the bride of Christ, before the great tribulation, God will do this, he said, before the great tribulation, God will do this because the tribulation is going to be so hard. The tribulation is going to be so difficult that as the people who are staying behind seek the power of God, flowing in the body, in the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, before she go home, they are going to have such a hope in God as they know God did it through them before the Lord took them home. And they see with their own eyes the power of God flowing like never before. Brothers and sisters, their faith is going to increase like never before, especially those that God has a plan to use them in the tribulation. Those that want to work for God in the tribulation need to have such a faith and need to have such a hope in God like never before. Yes, the bride of Christ will be taken from this earth, never to be seen again until the 1,000 year of Christ. And there are some of us that are not coming down to this earth. There are some of God's people that will never set foot on this earth until the new earth get, get, hallelujah, get down again. But there are some people that will never set foot on this earth ever again. They will be in heaven forever. Those people among the bride of Christ, there are many of them that will never come ever, ever, ever to this earth again, brothers and sisters. And if they ever come, they might be just in a business after maybe millions and billions a year after, brothers and sisters. God would allow them. There are some that will just stay in heaven forever, brothers and sisters. Before those people, before we say goodbye to those people, before this earth say goodbye to those holy people of God that are going to heaven forever and ever and never to return again, brothers and sisters, they are going to see the power of Christ, the power of God manifest through them. Thank you, Jesus, flowing on this earth from north to south, from east to west, brothers and sisters. The great move of God is still to come. The great, great move of Father, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, it's, it's yet to come. And I say it because we had asked the Lord if there are some people that will not return to the earth, and the Lord said, yes, there are some, hallelujah, that will never come to this earth. They will stay in heaven 
for a long, long time. There were some that will never come again. Brothers and sisters, there are some people that you may know that in order for you to see them, you will have to go to heaven. Even from the millennium, you will have to go to heaven. You will have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to go to heaven uh, and stay for a few nights up there. There will be nights in the millennium, as we call it nights, brothers and sisters. But down in heaven, is always day. And if you want to go up there for a few days or a week or how long the Lord will stay for you to go, you can go up there, and that's where you can see them, but you will never see them on earth again, brothers and sisters. This is what this matter is, and this is what all this is adding to. Hallelujah. A lot of people do not want to return to this earth again, brothers and sisters. A lot of people, even if the earth is renewed, make new again, they don't want to return to this earth again. And God knows that. It might have been God that planted in their heart already, because there are a lot of people saying, I don't want to return to this earth again. And God knows their heart, and he's not going to ask them to come back, brothers and sisters. And there are some that God, the Lord, is going to ask them to stay up there, to not come back here again. And they will be obedient to the Lord and say, yes, this is what we are, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. I remember Jesus saying, LV, forget, for, hallelujah, focus on, on the millennium, focus on heaven, focus on the millennium, he says. Focus on the millennium, he says. Hallelujah. Because that's where you're going to. Thank you, Lord. The Lord already told me, focus on the millennium because that's where you're going to. The millennium is so close. Hallelujah. The millennium is so close, brothers and sisters, that the Lord told me this with an audible voice. Hallelujah. He said to me, talk about the millennium more than anything else, he said, because that's where you're going. Remember that we go to heaven for seven years. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Seven years we go to heaven, and then we come down to the millennium again. God don't want you to come down and see the evil, brothers and sisters, that is going to come to the earth, hallelujah, when Satan and then comes down from the heavenly places. God wants his people, hallelujah, to go, praise the Lord, to heaven, stay in heaven, and not right away will people come. The Lord Jesus also revealed this to me. Jesus revealed to me, as he took me in different occasions to the millennium, he showed me that in the first two, three hundred years of the millennium, brothers and sisters, there will still be people who will come to the millennium that have not come yet. A lot of people think that because they come into the millennium, they're right away in the beginning of the millennium, they will come. No. Let me explain to you what Jesus showed me. He showed me the millennium being rebuilt. He showed me the earth with the redeemed and the angel working together to rebuild the earth again. That will take some time, brothers and sisters. It will take some time. And because right away, not everyone will come from the valleys right away. This is another mystery that the Lord showed me as I went to the millennium before the people, before the 500 year of the millennium, before people came, came down from the valleys. They have not come down yet. There was not so much people on the earth. Hallelujah. Home was still being built in different places of the earth. Cities and towns were still being built on the earth, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. So not everyone will come down to the earth. The Lord was showing me right away after the seven years, even though some of them are going to come to the millennium. But it's not a right away thing. That's why I was able to understand things that I did not understand before. Because I thought, because I was coming down to the millennium, 
It was something that I would be down here for a thousand years. Then the Lord revealed to me in the millennium, as he took me one, one night, that I will only come to the millennium for 200 years. And I'm like, wow. Well, that, that makes a difference. Because I was not really too happy about the idea coming down to the millennium. But I want to be obedient. I want to be obedient, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Go ahead and ask your question, Brother Noah. Um, we want to be obedient, and we want to uh, finish the task that God has in store for us, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, those that will come down to the millennium and will begin to sin again, hallelujah, they may have to take, uh, they may have to stay down here longer. Praise the Lord. They may. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Because I've seen uh, cases of people who, praise the Lord, in the millennium began to sing after they had a glorified body as they came down and they started getting themselves in trouble again. The beautiful thing is God is going to allow us to repent. We can always cry out to God through Jesus Christ, and he will forgive us, and he immediately will begin, hallelujah, to, to restore our life, brothers and sisters. He will begin to restore our life. He will begin to set us, hallelujah, straight. He will cleanse us with his blood. His blood is sufficient here, and it's sufficient in the millennium again. Remember, you can always cry out to the Lord in the millennium and ask Jesus, hallelujah, Praise the Lord to help you. Thank you, Jesus. Very important that we always uh, uh, believe and know that what Jesus did on the cross is always available for us. We can always claim what Jesus did on the cross. It will always be available, and it will always help us so much. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I praise you, God. So uh, let me continue reading this word that was sent to me. Thank you, Lord. This is what God says, be ready, stay ready. Pursue me like never before. Oh, that's beautiful. Clean your garment in my word, by my blood. Surrender all to me. Hallelujah. I, this is very important that people surrender their entire life to God. Now more than ever. You need to trust the Lord. You need to know that God is for you. That God will never come against you. As long as you seek him and repent, he will help you. He will help you in all you go through, in all your difficult time. Oh, Lord, I thank you for your anointing, my goodness, Lord. He's so awesome. Praise the Lord, his anointing. I can feel his anointing just flowing. Hallelujah. He wants to encourage his, his faith. He wants to prepare people for what is coming. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The more you wash your, your garments, in, in the word of God and in the blood of Jesus, in the better position you will be to listen to God and to obey God even more in the millennium. The Lord says, yes. Oh, that is so awesome. The more, the better you will serve God. We want to serve God. We want to be ready for what he has in store for us. Yes, there will be surprises that I was not allowed to look at any of them, including mine in heaven. Brothers and sisters, they were like in cases, and, and I saw Jesus, the redeem, the redeem, and I believe the angel, w were working on these gifts that God has in store, in the heavenly storage in heaven, to give to his children when, when we go home in the rapture. And these gifts will be moved 
and will be in reposition to give to the bride of Christ. Right with the bride of Christ, when the trumpet sounds, it's going to come to heaven with Jesus, where everyone is looking, brothers and sisters, waiting for the bride of Christ, where I saw this, brothers and sisters. And that, it looked like a part setting. I also saw Jesus, I remember also, where redeems and have been building this, 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 hallelujah, this place, hallelujah, where the wedding celebration is going to go on. And the last, that was when the one was being prepared, like a big tar was being put there. And then I saw the table already ready. I saw the chair. I saw the food, hallelujah, plates and bowls and all the things that we're going to eat in that wedding celebration. Brothers and sisters, we're ready all in place, ready for us right now. They are ready. In case you didn't know, I thank you, Lord. They are ready. Thank you, Jesus. They are ready, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. For, for the bride of Christ, this is why the bride of Christ now needs to hold on to the Lord more than ever. More than ever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. More than ever, we need to hold on to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me continue reading this word. Tell me you want me and no other. God wants to hear from, the, from you and I that we want him and no other. I will hear you. Then declare your intersection to another. Forgive all. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I want to say this, and this is very important. Brothers and sisters, before we do any ministry, Okay, and I know there's someone listening to me. There's a minister listening to me that need to hear this word. You and your heart, you want to preach God's word to the lost. You want to bring the Lord's message to the lost. But I will say this to you. We need first to forgive, brothers and sisters, the offenses of our brothers and sisters against us. We need to forgive no matter who has come against us in the past. Thank you, Lord. You need to forgive. You cannot preach God's word without forgiveness in your heart. If, if you do this, you will hurt someone else. You will hurt other people. You will not help them to grow if there is unforgiveness in your heart. God don't want us, brothers and sisters, to preach with unforgiveness in our heart. First, Jesus taught this to me. We need to forgive others. Hallelujah. Even when you bring an offering to God, set your offering there and go, go, hallelujah, and get yourself with your brother. Very important. Thank you, Jesus. Now, praise the Lord. We give God a whole heart. Thank you, Jesus. Praise and worship your God. Spend time and get to know me. I am worthy, God is speaking now. I hold your every breath in my hand. Do not deny me what I desire most, your company. Oh, that is so awesome. Thank you, Lord. Soon, very soon. Oh, man, that is the word. That is a confirmation. Thank you, Lord. That is the word. That is the word that was given to my son. Thank you, Lord, that the Lord was giving me today. Soon, very soon. Soon, very soon. Is when we are going home, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Very soon. Hallelujah. It's the word. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The time you come soon, very soon. Hallelujah. I will pull my own out of this dark world. Yes, we're going home. Until then, let me into your heart. Let me burn out the, 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 the dross. Let me place a coal on your lips. There you go. All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And that is Isaiah. What do I say? Chapter 6. Thank you, Lord. What happened to the prophet Isaiah himself? Thank you, Lord. Listen to what happened to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6. In the year King, King Hosea, Hosea died, I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne, and the temple was filled with his glory, hovering about him where uh, where mighty six wing angel of fire, with two other wings they cover their face, and with two other they cover their feet, and with a two they flew, and a gray antisono sheriff they sang, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Such singing, it was it was a shock on the temple to a foundation, and suddenly the entire sanctuary was filled with smoke. My goodness, what a glory God has. Then I said, my doom is sealed, for I am a full-mouthed sinner. Oh, man, God loves it when we confess our sin. Oh, God, when we can do that like Isaiah. I said, my doom is sealed, for I am a, I am a full-mouthed sinner. A member of the sinful four-month race, I have looked upon the king, the Lord of heaven, army. One of the mighty angels flew over to the altar with a pair of tongs and picked out a burning coal. He touched my lips and said, now you are pronounced not guilty because this coal has touched your lips. Your sins are all forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's what Jesus Dead on the cross, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, that our sins are forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We are being prepared for the great move of God on this earth before we get taken home. I remember the Lord showing me we were having service in the place we are going to have, and in that service, I was invited to preach. I came forward to the church altar, and as I was walking forward, there were many people from the Lord's hour there that I knew. As I walked forward, we began to have service. We began to invite the Lord to the service. As the presence of the Lord began to get very strong in the building, all of a sudden, the trumpet sound, brothers and sisters, and in that very moment, we were being changed and transformed, entering heaven in a glorious anointing and presence of God. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. That is going to happen, brothers and sisters. That day is coming. Thank you, Lord. It is coming, it is coming, it is coming. Before we go home, brothers and sisters, the power of God is going to move on this earth. I also remember brothers and sisters, that before we go home, there will great judgment will hit the land. 
I remember that very clear. In so many different occasions, the Lord has shown them to me. And I keep, I keep warning people, especially in the United States, although judgment is coming around the whole world, but especially in this island or in this land that we are in, of the United States, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. That if we have a trust on the stock market, if you have the trust on this government, if you have the trust, hallelujah, on this country or what this country can do for you, hallelujah, you soon are going to be in a lot of trouble. God don't want you to have your trust on men. God wants you to have your trust on Jesus because he will deliver you. He will save you and I from the things that are coming. He wants our total trust on him, brothers and sisters. That's where the trust needs to be, not in anything else, not in nobody else, but in Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, because the earth is going to shake. The shifting of the plate had already begun. It had begun brothers and sisters, and it makes the Lord very sad that this has happened to this land and many other nations, that soon they're going to experience the greatest shaking in the United States they have ever experienced before since the United States became a nation. There's going to be such a great shaking. God has spoken it to his prophet. God has said to his prophet to the United States, the judgment that are coming. Many have mocked them. God have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. The judgment, the revival will come right like after the sum of this great judgment that are also coming. I will say that the judgment will not be so bad as the tribulation. But yes, hallelujah, it will affect this nation financially. I've seen people crying out to the government. Because the SSI Social Security check were not coming in anymore. Praise the Lord. I also saw that after great judgment had come, great revival unfolds. Oh, that is so awesome. Great revival, like it was prophesied more than 100 years ago, that there will be a great move of God before he will take a church home. It is coming. It is coming. It is coming. Brothers and sisters, God will never promise anything he will not do. And God has said for more than 100 years that the United States in the last day in the world will experience a revival like never before, before the tribulation starts. You see, my brothers and sisters, Jesus will always get the glory. Jesus will always be God. No matter if the tribulation is going, he will still be sitting at the right hand of Father until all his enemies come under his feet. Oh, I thank you, Lord. And this is a part of the matter that many don't understand. Yes, a great tribulation is coming, but greater is he that is in, hallelujah, in the throne of God than anything the devil can throw against humanity. If humanity cry out to God, if humanity cry out to Jesus, they will be helped by the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He come not to condemn them, brothers and sisters. It is Satan that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that they may have life and have it abundantly. 
He doesn't come to condemn. He wants to help. He knows that without him, the whole earth is doomed. Thank you, Jesus. We need him more than ever, brothers and sisters. We need the Lord more than ever. And this is the time that we cry out to the Lord for help. We need the Lord protection over our life, our family, everything we do every day. Don't go a day without that presence, that covering from the Lord, that hedge of protection and wall of fire. Hallelujah. Claim that blood of Jesus over your household, your life, all day, all night. Don't just say it all day. Oh, God, I'm going to work, cover my family all day long. No, all day and all night. Don't trust the devil for an hour. Don't trust the devil for a second. Don't trust the devil for a minute. Don't trust him. I thank you, Lord. Some people pray, Lord, cover me for eight hours. Keep me safe in my family. Eight hours. So the devil can come against you any other time. They said those eight hours. No. Pray that the Lord will cover your family 24 hours. Pray that the Lord will cover your house with his blood 24 hours. Pray that the Lord protect and be on your life and on your children 24 hours. Don't give the devil a second, because in a second he can bring confusion. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. We need the Lord to be in our life always. In heaven, God is always there. His protection is always there. No one comes out of his protection for a minute or a second. They know better. So why do we think on earth that just asking for the protection for eight hours or ten hours is good enough? No, it's not. We need the Lord's protection always, always. And pray that it will be on your life always, on your family, always, 24 hours, day and night, all hours of the night, all hours of the day, when, right when the devil plans to attack them. Pray that the Lord will break the devil's plan. Against your family, against your children, against your health, against your finance, everything. Pray that in any hour the devil is planning to come and attack you at that same hour before the devil gets to you. You have billions of angels, warriors, angels, archangels, and sheriff protecting your household, protecting your life, protecting your finance, protecting your children, protecting your health. Praise the Lord. That they will be surprised. Oh, I began, I remember when the Lord began to reveal these things to me, that I didn't understand them well. And the Lord says, the Lord, the of the Lord, giving me the psalm. Hallelujah. The, the angel of the Lord, Psalm 14, I believe it is. The angel of the Lord will, will come around them and will protect them. Praise you, Lord. And the Lord says to me, and the Lord revealed to me that angel is him. And he said, you can ask me at any time to protect you from any attack of the devil, and I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Thank you, Lord. They won't mess with me. <laughs> they will not come against me. Thank you, Lord. I remember I was, I, was, I, I, was, I was praying back in Massachusetts in one of my children's rooms. Hallelujah. And I was laying back, and out of the side, and I was so tired that day, I began to fall asleep. I heard a principality speak, principality of the devil, you demon. And he says, I am coming down to destroy you. Praise you, Lord. And he was coming down, and he was threatening me. And I said, Lord, you said that the angel of the Lord 
that I count him will protect him. Lord, come and protect me. Praise the Lord. But the demon, although I call upon the Lord, still did not refuse to try to attack me directly. And as he was coming down on me, hallelujah, I heard one punch the Lord gave him, one single punch. Brothers and sisters, this, this was a solid punch he got from the Lord, solid, solid punch. And that very second, brothers and sisters, I don't know where, where did he land after Jesus gave him one solid punch. But it was such a solid punch Jesus gave him that it was over. The battle he, he thought he was going to have was over in one single second. And, oh, I was just thanking the Lord. Oh, Lord, thank you. The Lord gave this, this principality one single punch, brothers and sisters, that knocked him down to hell somewhere, brothers and sisters, so fast, he had no idea. I thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, if we trust the Lord with all of our heart, if we believe what his word says, we don't need to worry. We don't need to worry. Thank you, Lord. When they threaten us, when they say they're going to come against us, brothers and sisters, I remember when I used to just pray that the Lord sent his angels around me. I never used to ask the Lord to protect me, him directly. I just used to pray that the Lord would send his angels, like it says in Psalm 91, which is fine. It's okay. They, they, the Lord can send them and protect you. I remember that, praise the Lord, as the Lord began to take me out in the spirit and show me things, I will have these battles from the enemy these attacks the enemy will plan against my life. A, mil, a, a millions and thousands of a, a fallen angel army he has to attack me. Praise the Lord. And I could hear them in my bedroom. I shared this with Larry. We used to laugh about it because he went through the same thing. And we can, hear, we can hear the angel with a sword fighting these demons right on top of my bed, brothers and sisters. Right on top of my bed. And the Lord will open my ears for me to hear this battle and all these things. And they're fighting, and the demon fighting the angel. The angel is fighting the demon. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And that's what I used to I just ask the Lord to send the angels. Praise the Lord. And I remember when the Lord says, why don't you ask me to protect you? God says to Abraham, Abraham, I am your shield. I am your strong tower. He did not say to Abraham, Abraham, I'll send my angels around you. No. He says, I am your shield and your strong tower. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. He didn't say, Abraham, I'm going to send my angel to protect you. I am your shield. God said to Abraham. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. You know what? The soldier is a shield to protect himself from the attack of the enemy. Every time, a, 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 hallelujah, a door or, or a sword come against them, the shield they use it to protect. The Lord says, I am your shield. Thank you, Lord. What do you prefer to have? Angel protecting you with a shield or the Lord himself being your shield? I, I want you to think about this. <laughs> He is awesome, he is awesome, he is awesome. Someone is eating tonight. Hallelujah. God has so much in store to teach us. Hallelujah. We know so little and everything is in his word. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I, I got to look up the Bible verse so I can show people. We don't want any doubt to come into anyone's mind. Thank you, Lord. Genesis 5.15. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield in thy exceeding reward. You see it there? Can you read it there? Can you see it? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. What do you prefer to have now? I ask you again. You want the Lord to protect you? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Who do you want to protect you? Because the Lord can be your shield. <laughs> the Lord can be your shield. Whatever the enemy can throw against you, <laughs> thank you, Lord. The Lord can handle. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord can handle, hallelujah. The Lord can, hallelujah, protect you. Praise the Lord. That was the purpose of the shield the sword yet had, was to protect them from anything the enemy will throw against them. That was, that's why, hallelujah. And the Lord said to him, I am thy shield. I am your protector. I, I will be your protector. You see, when you ask the Lord, hallelujah, that he'll be the angel of the Lord protecting you, your protection, your shield, the Lord can take care anything the enemy can throw against you. See, if you ask for the angel, he'll send the angel. That's, that's what your faith is, that the Lord will send the angel. He'll send the angel. He promised it in his word. Hallelujah. You ask for it, he'll give you that. Oh, but you never had the Lord be in your shield in your life. You never have, you never pray that the Lord will be your children's shield. Oh, isn't that amazing? You never ask the Lord that while you are sleeping at night, he will be your shield from the enemy. Have you ever prayed that? Oh, no, you haven't. I thank you, Lord. You have the greater protection than anyone had before. Thank you, Jesus. Have you ever, have you ever been, hallelujah, under the protection of the Lord? Where you can feel justice, protection, and nothing else. I've been there. I had asked the Lord to be my protector all night. Where, where his, his garment, his covering will be all over me. His protection. And all I feel is the presence of the Lord all night long. I'm in that anointing and that presence. Hallelujah. <laughs> all night long. Resting in that presence, brothers and sisters. The stronger per- presence you ever felt. It's the presence of Jesus in your life. And you're all night sleeping, and you got that protection on you, and nothing can come against you. You don't even think about any attack of the enemy. You're in that presence all night long. The Lord wants to be your shield. Will you have the Lord to be your shield today? Will you begin to pray that the Lord will be your shield? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Will you ask him tonight in your prayer, will you say to the Lord, Lord, hallelujah, be my shield. Lord, hallelujah, I want to I sleep tonight, Lord, under your protection. Thank you, Jesus. You see, hallelujah, there's one difference between the Lord and the angels. Just, I just want to say something else. Okay, the protection of the angels is great. God promised that protection. You know, my fellow brothers, the angel, I respect them. They know I have nothing against them. But I tell you this, 
I tell you this, I tell you this. There is one thing the Lord can do that the angel cannot do. Well, not one thing, but I just want to mention one thing. There are billions and trillions and more things that the Lord can do that they cannot do. But you can understand me better. But there's one thing the Lord can do that angels cannot do. And it's specific. I'm going to tell you what it is. The Lord can be in all place of all time, and the angel cannot do. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. You see, the Lord, I love it because, the, hallelujah, the Lord revealed this to my brother Larry. When he shared it with, with me, there was such a great joy, such a great joy, such a great joy. We know by the word of God that Jesus, according to the teaching of the apostle Paul, which is true, is the word of God. Come on. That Jesus left his throne, came down. To die on the, uh, the cross as a man. We know that. That's a fact. That is true. That is always true. That will always be true. That will never change. But what part that as Jesus was down on earth, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, dying on the cross, he was also in heaven, still as God. Do you know that part? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And the best explanation of that, it is John 10. No one taketh my life. I give it of myself, Jesus said. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I have. Thank you, Lord. No one was taking his life on the cross. No one was forcing him to die. Do you think that the Roman army was forcing Jesus to die? One prayer from him. One word from him, and they all would have been dead. Come on. Let's be real. Let's believe what the word is, that the word is. <laughs> no one was taking his life. The suffering of him taking the cross was, was required of the Lamb of God. He was offering his life as a lamb to God. Even when he was arrested, and, and Peter cut the ear of one of them, they're thinking they're so vulnerable to this great army of the Romans. No, they were, brothers and sisters. Jesus said he could have an army of angels and take care of the problem. He was, he, under no, he was not under no pressure to die. He was not under no obligation. He wanted to die. No one could make him die. He was in total control. He was man on earth and God, and he was God in heaven, always be God in heaven, always be God in heaven. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, God. You think that him dying on the cross was the end? It was never the end. It was just the beginning of the forgiveness of sin through the sacrificial on the cross. It was the fulfillment of God's word, of God's promise. And God, knowing his son, knowing who his son is, always having his son listen, knowing that his son will not fail, cannot fail. No one can take his life, but he will put it and offer it of himself. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. 
No one was taking his life. No one was taking his life. Uh-uh. It seemed like it. No one was taking his life. Thank you, Lord. He was in total control. What was done to him, he wanted it to be done to him in order to save you and I. Don't you understand that he loved you and I, that he wanted this to happen to him in order to bring us back because we have been falling so far away from God that only Christ can bring us back. Our life was worth nothing in a sense in regard to God. It worth nothing. But in order for him to bring us back to God, he has to die as a lamb. His sacrificial on the cross was so important. There was no other way for God to bring humanity back to him. No other way. They fell in the garden. They fell in the garden. They chose to sin. And they didn't even not repent. See, one of the worst things the Lord revealed to me about the garden was that when Adam and Eve sinned, one of the things that they now do, which God did not allow them to eat from the tree of life, was that they did not repent. See, God is always loving. God is always forgiving. God would have forgiven them right there. I'm pretty sure that if Adam and Eve would have repented right there, God would have allowed them to stay in the garden. You see, they would have repented. Jesus was right there to forgive them, brothers and sisters. And the Lord would have said, okay, you can stay in the garden. But at the moment, brothers and sisters, they did not repent. They were out. Put, it, put a sheriff and a sword. Thank you, Jesus. The sword was the word. The sword is the word. The word was, keep, was keeping them from coming into the garden. Do you get it now? Do you, do you get them now? You see why God has to give men the law first and then grace? Because the word, the sword, was the one keeping men from coming back into, his, into God's promise. You see, it was the word they broke. The commandment they broke, the word. They broke the word. So the word, the sword on fire was keeping them from reaching God's best. That's why Jesus had to die. Thank you, Lord. So in order to come into greatest promise, thank you, Lord. A new commandment, Jesus said, I give you. Praise you, Lord. Now the word can help them to come in. See, the word kept them out, the sword. Sword, the word. Kept them out. Now the word helped us to come in. We are cleansed by the word. Are you listening? That same sword on fire is the same word of God on fire. Till today. Brothers and sisters, praise you, Lord. And that same sword on fire, the same word, is cleansing our life daily as we listen to the word. The word, the sword, is helping us to come into the garden when before it was keeping us from coming into the garden. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I hope you got it now. I hope you got it now. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Before it was keeping us out. Now 
It's helping us to come in, come in, come in, come in. I thank you, Lord. Why is helping us now and before was keeping us out? Because Jesus had not died on the cross in order for God to forgive us and allow us to come back. What if God said to me in the garden when I was taken to the garden? That I will be, I will come back to the garden. See, what did we lose in the beginning? We lost the garden. We lost everything God gave us in the beginning. What happens now? Well, the sword kept us out, the word. Now, the word, because Jesus died on the cross, is helping us to come in again. Oh, I thank you, Lord. It's cleansing our life. Helping us. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. But if we try to come in while the sword was protecting that garden, that sword would have killed us. You see the difference? The word can help you, or the word can judge you and send you to hell, too. What were judgment in these last days that Jesus said? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He's so awesome. He is so great. Thank you, Lord. Let me see if I can find it real quick. What was judgment in the last day? Hallelujah. Listen to this. John, in case you did not understand what I'm, what I'm explaining tonight, I know it can be so difficult. It can be deep. It can be a little bit difficult to receive and understand, but I'm going to explain it slow. I thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to Jesus, not to me, anybody else. John 12, 48. He that rejects me and receive now my word have one that judge him. Again, who kept man in the beginning from the garden? The sword, the word. Man could not come back into the garden because that sword of fire was there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to have to look it out because I know some people might be thinking, what is he talking about? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Here it is. Genesis 3.24. That God expelled him and placed a mighty angel in the east of the, of the garden of Eden with a flaming sword to guard the entrance to the tree of life. That flaming sword is the word of God. The word did not allow us to go back. I was standing there in the way. You cannot go in. And that sword is Jesus Christ, in case you didn't know. That sword is the Lord. Not allow you to go back until he will make his sacrifice for humanity on the cross. I thank you, Lord. Again, John 12, 48. He that reject me and receive now my word, have one that judge him. The word that I have spoken, the same to judge him in the last day. I want, I want to show you a different here that some people may have not noticed. This is what I'm going to show you. Look what Jesus doesn't say. That the word is going to judge people in the day of judgment. He doesn't say that. Look when Jesus said that the word is going to judge people. How many of you agree that we are in the last day? I thank you, Lord. 
many of you listening agree with me that we are in the last day? I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. We are in the last day. I believe that. I believe there's so much sign. Hallelujah. That we are in the last days. I thank you, Lord. Again, the word doesn't say that the word is going to judge us in the day of judgment. Look what it says in reality. He that reject me and receive now my word. This is one of the problems why I tell people that we need to receive the word and believe the word. Thank you, Lord. Has one that will judge him. The word that I have spoken shall judge him in the last day. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. It is the word, the same sword that was on fire around the garden of Aragonese that could not allow them to return. They broken the word because they broke the word. Now the word came against them. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I hope you got that word. They broke the word. Now because they came against the word, the word came against them. That was the mercy of God. I don't know if you noticed the mercy of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Because when the word judges, the person, when it judges, goes to hell. That word, that sword in the judge in the garden, which is the word, could ascend them to hell. Could send them to hell. If they try to force to go into the garden, that sword have the power, have the authority to send them to hell. Brothers and sisters. But God in his mercy, hallelujah, wanted to give them a second chance. See, God is a God of a second chance. You see the mercy of God here. I thank the Lord. He that rejects me and receives not my word, have one that will judge him. The word that I have spoken, the same to judge him in the last day. This is why in the last day, the Lord is calling people to repenting because they don't know that the word of God is judging them. They think it's men. They think it's people. Hallelujah. And they don't know that the word of God has already been spoken from heaven and it's going to come to pass. It is the word. It is the word judging people in the last days. It is God's word that already has been spoken, that in these last days, it is judging people, and people think it's people. People think it's, it's a church. Hallelujah. It is God calling people to repenting in these last days because his word is judging them. Oh, my Lord, I hope this message touches many hearts tonight. I hope this message goes on YouTube. And people on YouTube, Facebook, and anywhere, Hear what the Word of God is doing in the last days. It is judging people, hallelujah, because they reject the Word. In the moment they reject the Word, the Word comes against them. Oh, you don't want a firing sword coming against you because it will cut you. It will cut you. Hallelujah. John the Baptist said something. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord about the word. Thank you, Jesus. 
He compared the word. I can, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Let me see if I can find the real thing. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. He says this, hallelujah, in Luke 3, 7, the axe, he compared the word to an axe. The axe of his judgment is poised over you, ready to serve your root and cut you down. Yet every tree does not produce good fruit will be shut down and thrown into the fire. Thank you, Lord. The word, the word is like, like an, he said, I can ask. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Genesis says a sword, a firing sword. That's the word. That firing sword is around the earth. That act, it acts, the John is around, it's, at, it's, it's close to the tree. Hallelujah. Ready to cut, ready to cut away. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me let me look at it in another translation to better understand what it's saying. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is awesome. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is how he said it, the Geneva. Now also is the axe laid to the root of the tree. This is how I, I understood it. The axe is laid to the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree which is bringing out forth fruit shall be held down and cast into the fire. It's late. In other words, it's in position to cut down the tree. It's already late. It's already there. Like when you're going to cut a tree and you lay the axe, the axe next to the tree, ready to cut it. That's where it is now in many people's lives. Oh, that fire and sword, that, that axe, it's, it's there. It is just there. It's there. Oh, God, have mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I, I feel my throat hurting already. Please keep me in prayer. Keep my family and I in prayer. Thank you, Lord. I want to thank each and one of you who been in prayer for my throat to, to swell and to come down, and it really has. I've been able to preach more than an hour. I thank the Lord for that. It's getting better. After an hour and a half, it starts hurting and getting swollen. Thank you, Lord. Keep me, keep me in your prayer. God knows everything. He's in control. Praise you, Jesus. The Lord Jesus is coming. We are preaching the last message before his return. I know that one of these days, I am preaching the last message. I know that when the judgment begins to come down, that the internet goes down, which that is about to happen. Hallelujah. God spoke to this pastor in the earth and told him, I am bringing in these last days the Internet down, the Internet down. Before the return of Jesus, the rapture, God is going to bring the Internet down. I remember that word. It was such a very anointed message, not the word. Hallelujah. God is going to bring the Internet down. And I have a, 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 like a fear in my spirit that this is about to happen any day now. I don't know if I heard someone saying it lately, but I know God is about to bring the internet down, brothers and sisters. This is why we need to hold on, hold on to the Lord, continue to seek the Lord, praise you, Jesus, because I know I am preaching the last message before the returning of Jesus in one of these nine. 
it will be over. I won't be able to come on the Lord's Tower anymore because the internet will be completely down. And the Lord says to this man of God, I am bringing it down, and they are not going to be able to restore back the internet Hallelujah. At least for a year. At least for a year. Is what God says to them. God's not going to allow them to restore back the internet at least for a year. He says he's bringing it down. Praise the Lord. There's so much evil, so much corruption, so much that is on the internet. God is going to bring it down. When you see this happen, I also advise people. Uh, you can go, hallelujah, on iTunes and download all the episodes of the Lord's Hour. If you want to be nice and loving to the people that are staying behind, download every episode in 2012 to this year of the Lord's Hour to your computer. Buy an external hard drive if you want. Through iTunes, download every single episode. To that, to that external hard drive. And then if you want to put it on CDs, DVDs, however you want to do, and send it out to people. I believe these messages are going to help people in the tribulation to have any hope in the Lord. This is very important because people will struggle a lot. And if you can hide DVD or put it somewhere and leave people some notes on where they can find it and help out people, who are staying behind in the tribulation. Again, the internet is about to come down. People, the Lord showed me this at one time. I saw people in the tribulation that there was no internet. This was after the, the first three years of the tribulation. People were selling their computer and giving it away. Giving it away is what I saw. Because they could not use it anymore. Some people were trading it in for something to eat. Their entire computer, I can see them. Nice computer, nice working computer. They were bringing into the power shop everywhere, anywhere they can see people. Because most of the stores were damaged. They were just trading it in for something. So they can eat. These computers that we have, all this internet, they all, this is all going to disappear soon. Soon as the tribulation begins. So it, it made no sense. Not by this stuff. We are preaching in the last day, the last message. All this technology is going to disappear. Don't put your heart into it. Don't put your heart in your computer, your telephone, your cell phone, or anything. Because all this is going to stay behind. It's going to go away. And it's not going to be anymore. And I thank the Lord for that. I believe that when all this stuff's gone, it's going to help even people to, people to pray and spend more time with the Lord. That's what I believe it's going to do. It's going to help people to hallelujah. Uh, thank you, Lord. I believe it will happen all over the world. Uh, it might be that in Europe they'll be able to restore it sooner than the United States. Praise the Lord. But uh, all, all this Internet is going to come down, and it's going to uh, be very hard. People, even though if the Internet comes down, you have no Internet, if you have all these audio and your computer, you can go back and listen to them again. You can listen to them again. Praise you, Jesus, because it's going to help people in such a way to focus on the Lord. I believe people are going to focus more on the book of Revelation when the church is gone. I believe they're going to focus more 
on the book of Revelation. The hour of revival, the King James and the Geneva and of them, uh, make sure you save them on external high drive or DVD or CD so you can give them away or you can put it on computer that you're going to give away and give it to them. Give the people as much material you can before we go home, brothers and sisters, because all this is going to be over very soon. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord Jesus Christ make his face shine upon you. May the Lord keep you. Hey, shalom. Shalom, shalom, my Lord.
where God is also is. Although when he was Lucifer, he was of God in the beginning, with God in the beginning, but God knows all, can see all, and God saw, God heard what the devil was saying inside his heart. God knows what goes on inside your heart and inside my heart. Be careful. Careful what you're thinking in your heart. Be careful what you're planning in your heart. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Again, look what the devil was meditating on in his heart. God reveals the inner secret, the Bible says, of our heart. There is nothing hidden that will not come out to light. What you're thinking, what you're planning, it is clear in the eyes of God. You cannot have a thought from God. God knows all. Oh, I thank you, Father, for Jesus. Isaiah 14, 13. So thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend unto heaven, and I will install my throne about the star of God, the stars of the angel. I will ascend my throne above the angel, he said. He was looking to be like God. He thought to be like God. His pride deceived him so more. This is the problem. The heart can be so deceitful. That, that's what we're going to talk about. I mentioned the Lord's Hour last week that sometime in the next day, few days, we were going to talk about how deceitful the heart is. In case you did not know how deceitful your heart and my heart can be, we're going to go into the Word of God. Lie to my feet is thy word. And we're going to go into the Word of God to help us, brothers and sisters, to understand that the best way for you to live, for you and I to live, is to live under the fear of the Lord. It is in the best place you and I can be always, under the fear of the Lord. And we should not trust anyone, not even ourselves. The best thing we can do is repent, brothers and sisters. Turn away from our wicked way. It's the way, it's the best thing you and I can do, brothers and sisters. Be careful. Please be careful. I hope the Lord will enlighten you tonight through his word and help you and I understand that in these last days, it's a must important that our heart be pure for the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy 11.16 there is a warning there given to us by God. Says there, Deuteronomy 11, 16, but beware lest your heart deceive you and lest ye turn aside, you turn aside, and serve other gods and worship them. Oh, God, have mercy. Can you imagine how deceiving a heart is that we're calling ourselves Christian, we think everything is so fine, 
in order so in our heart is misleading us to worship other gods or to think of yourself and myself more than we what we should. Because the Bible warns us about that. The Bible warns us about that. Satan wanted to say above the stars, above God's angels. He wanted to be greater than Michael, hallelujah, than Gabriel, and all these other angels. Satan wanted to be greater than them, brothers and sisters. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't know what's in your heart tonight, but I hope the Lord brings it out to light, to your understanding that maybe what you've been thinking and planning in your heart is not of God. You are being deceived by your own heart. Be careful. Be very careful. Please be very careful. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Job 31, 9, in my heart has been deceived by a woman, and if I had laid wait at the door of my neighbor, oh, Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. Isaiah 44, 20, he defeated Abashes and said, those hearts that have deceived him, that he cannot deliver his soul, nor say, there is not a lie in my right hand. People can be so deceived. Hallelujah. He says that he cannot deliver his soul. He is so deceived, he's, writing, he's heading straight to the pen of hell, and he's not even noticed. Brothers and sisters, be careful. My friend, you that are listening to this message tonight, be careful. Be very careful. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah 4.10, then said out, I am, Lord God, surely thou hast deceived this people in Jerusalem, saying ye should have peace, and the sword proceed unto the heart. God don't deceive anyone. Mend us. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 49, 16. Thy fear, thy pride of thy heart have deceived thee. Thou hast dwelt in the in the sea of the rock and keepest the head of the hill, though thou shouldest make thy net as high as the eagle, I will bring thee down from hands, says the Lord. Oh, pride can be so deceitful. And pride is in the heart. Pride can be so deep in the heart. Look what he's thinking. And look what many people are thinking in these last days. They want to be so deep into the rock of the mountain. They want to build, hallelujah, bunkers so secure that they think nothing can penetrate. No matter how much earthquake, how much solar flare comes to the earth, they think they will not be touched. Nothing will harm them. They will be totally protected in the bunkers. They think they have enough food. They will have enough water. There is no way they can be harmed. They are being deceived. They have been deceived. They are deceived in their own pride of their heart. Brothers and sisters, again, Jeremiah 49, 16. Thy fear. First of all, they're building these bunkers deep into the rock of the mountain because of the fear of things that are coming. And it's all out of fear. And out of the pride of the heart, God said, deceive thee. The pride in people's hearts, it is so deep, it is so strong, 
It has been so much part of them for so many years that God says to them in the pride of thy heart, have deceived thee. They are being deceived. They have been deceived. They don't notice. They don't know how much deceived they are. God have mercy upon their soul. God have mercy upon the soul. Thou that dwell in the cliff of the rock, God is saying to them, they're in the cliff of the rock, the keeper of the head of the hill, that thou shalt make thy net as high as the, as the eagle, making a, a ship that will go to other planet. There is a ship being built in Florida, in China, in many other countries, which will take more than 250 engineers, scientists, and the smartest professor and people to other planet. When, when the earth, that they say, they plan and say and think, by the time the earth gets destroyed. Scientists believe by their own study of their own pride that the earth soon is going to get destroyed. So they're building a ship that will hold 250,000 people with the best and brightest of the earth, where they can fly off way to other planets, other places in the galaxy for them to be able to live longer in the generation to come, they say. But look what God says to those people. It's not a pride. The keeper, the head of the hill, thou the shoulder that make the nest as high as the eagle. No matter how high you build yourself a secure place, God says, I will bring thee down from him, says the Lord. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I will escape the power, the anger of a living God. How will they escape the power and the anger of a living God? Brothers and sisters, God is giving humanity one last chance, a choice to make, and the choice of Jesus Christ to repent to Jesus it is the only open door that God is giving humanity. And his name is Jesus. His name is Yeshua. His name is Yahashua. It is the open door to heaven. It is the open door to the Father. There's only one way and one mediator between God and man. It is Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. Brothers and sisters, no one comes to the Father except through him. No one. I don't care what their name is, brothers and sisters. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. There is only one door to heaven, and that door is Jesus Christ. They need to enter through the door. There is no way anyone can come any other way but through the door. You don't come to your house through any other way but through the door, brothers and sisters. The way into your house, the way into God's throne is Jesus Christ. It is the last hope of humanity in these last days. Jesus Christ. But because they refuse the truth, they refuse to believe the truth, brothers and sisters, they have become condemned, the Bible says. God have mercy upon their soul. Hallelujah. Hosea 7-11. That's why it also is like a dove deceived without heart. They call to 
Egypt, and they will go to Assyria. God have mercy. Ovedia 1.3. The pride of the heart of the city, thou that dwell in the cliff of the rock, whose have a station is high, that sit in, in his heart, who should bring me down to the ground? I tell you, God is. God is the one who's going to bring you down to the ground. If you walk in pride, you will have to humble yourself. It is the only way, oh, God is going to humble yourself. God have mercy. Romans 16, 18, for they that are such, serve not the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own valley, with the fair speech and flattening, deceive the heart of the simple. Be careful with, with full prophecy the last day, with flattening words, with beautiful words, with beautiful message of the gospel. In the last day, they deceive the heart, the Bible says. Don't let anyone deceive a heart, and don't deceive you anyone. Don't let anyone deceive your heart. Don't let your heart deceive you either. I thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. James one twenty six. If any man among you seem religious and refrain not his tongue, but deceive his own heart, this man, the religion, is vain. It's nothing. Without the truth of Christ, without living for Christ, without Jesus Christ in our heart, we're nothing, vain, vanity, a vanity. Those mirrors are being so alive the last day. Vanity, a vanity. Oh, God. Oh, God, have mercy. Hallelujah. Have mercy. The deceive of a heart. The heart is deceiving people. Hallelujah. Praise Lord. Isaiah 21 4. My heart is panting, fearful and afraid. Me, the night of the pleasure has he turned into fear to me. God is working in our heart, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. God is working in our life, and it is a good thing he's doing in our life. God is working to change us, to cleanse us to purify us, brothers and sisters, to make us right standing with him. God is working his purpose in our life. This is why you and I need to understand that we are being cleansed. Isaiah 29, 13 says this, Therefore the Lord says, I so much of this people draw near me with their mouth, and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. They were not being sincere. They were doing what they were doing was because they were being told to do it. They did not want it to do it. It was not coming out of their heart. This is why if we chose to serve Jesus, the choosing of this matter to serve the Lord has to be from the heart. If you say that you're going to serve God from your heart, you will truly serve him, but it's only from your lips. If it's not from your heart, you are deceiving yourself, and you're going to walk away one day. You're going to get angry at God, brothers and sisters. But if it's from your heart, 
no matter what you go through, you will hang on to the Lord because you're serving him from the heart. Thank you, Lord. If it's out of knowledge, hallelujah, or being convinced of someone, it don't work right. That's to be from your heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 30, 14. And he should break us, and it's the breaking of the part of vessel that is broken in pieces. He should not spare, so they shall not be found in the bursting of the sharp to take fire from the heart or to take water thereby out of the pit. God is working in our life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is working in our life. Isaiah 30, 29. He should have a song in the night when the holy solemnity is kept in gladness of the heart as when one go for the pipe to come into the mountain of the Lord to the mighty of Israel. Those that are seeking God want more God, and God is there. God makes itself available for them that wants to have more of him. Hallelujah. If you want to have more of God, no one can stop you. God wants you to have more of him, and God made himself available for you. I thank you, Jesus. God made himself available for you. That's why when people keep coming to me, I keep turning them to the Lord because God is always available. I might be busy. I have a family. I have a ministry. I have a lot to do. But God, although he may be busy, he is still hot time for you because he can be in all places of all in all time. I cannot. I sincerely cannot. Praise you, Lord. But the Lord can. The Lord can. I say 32.4. The heart is also the rational, understand knowledge, and the tongue of the matter should be ready to speak plainly. God will do this. God will make us bold enough to speak plainly, to speak without any fear. But that's when we have ourselves to God. God can work His word in our life. He makes us ready for the kingdom to preach His gospel. But we have to have more ourselves. Him that wants to be the greater must be the servant, said Jesus. You want God to use you greatly in the kingdom? Serve. Humble yourself and serve others. If you want to be the greater. That's the only way. That is the teaching of Rabbi Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Isaiah 32, 6. For the by person will speak that venerably in his heart, will work iniquity, iniquity to practice hypocrisy and to utter error against the Lord, to make empty the soul of the hungry, he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. People with the vanity, people with the heart full of this world, full of pride, can make other people fail. That's why we need to be careful who we follow. Because you, if you're putting your trust in men, when Psalm, Psalm 118, verse 8 and 9 says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in princes. Or in prince. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It is better for you and I to trust in the Lord. But if you are trusting in man, he can lead you to fail. That's one of the problems. This is happening in a lot of places today. Lots of people are backsliding in these last days, walking away from the churches. So hurt, so hurt by the leaders, so hurt by the things they have done, by the things they've been arrested by, 
and they go to jail by. They're walking away with their head down, all disappointed, because they have put their trust on men instead of putting the trust in the Lord, who will not fail you, who will not disappoint you, who will not hurt you. I thank you, Jesus. Learn to trust in the Lord. You may be trusting a man for, for long, but God has been speaking to you to turn back to the Lord and trust in the Lord. In the Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Very important in these last days, brothers and sisters, that we trust in the Lord. Very few people knows, hallelujah, what I'm talking about when I say trust in the Lord. Very few people know what I'm talking about. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to this. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own wisdom and all thy way acknowledge him that he should direct thy way. The Lord knows how to direct your way and my way the correct way. Uh, thank you, Lord. Happens to me years ago. I was being beaten by a man of God. And Jesus gave me a revelation. Jesus took me out of my body, and I saw I was laying in a bed. I remember that dream of the Lord. Angel came and bound me to the bed, tied me to the bed. They were taking their hand in my heart, and they were taking out things out of my heart. And, and when they were doing this, it was hurting me. I began to complain to the angel in that revelation of the Lord, because it was hurting me. And the Lord began to show me in church when I was submitting to this man as he was using the word to hurt me. And the Lord says, I see how man is using my word to hurt you. Without any mercy and without any care, the Lord Jesus says to me, when I was allowed to go into another room, when Jesus was in that room standing there, and the Lord said, I can see how men have been hurting you using my word without any care. Praise the Lord. But I would not do that to you. I would, I would deal with you with love and kindness. I will help you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He came that they perish not, but that, hallelujah, that they may have life and have it abundantly. There is no way Jesus can come to you and that you will perish. The things, hallelujah, in your life that God can make right will go wrong. There is no way. If you humble yourself, if you near yourself to God, if you seek God from all your heart, if you trust the Lord with all your heart and lean out on your own understanding, he will direct your way. He knows how to direct people the right way. Only Jesus can do this, brothers and sisters. He can direct you and I. He can direct our way like no one can. Hallelujah. Listen to this. And if you don't believe me, Psalm 9, 10. And they that know thy name. What trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not failed them that seek thee. Are you listening? For 40 years, King David reigned in Jerusalem. Before David was a king over Israel, David 
was a servant of Jesus, was a servant of the Lord. David, as a child, served the Lord. There was never a time when a lion or a bear tried to eat one of the David's father's sheep in which David was in charge, that God abandoned David to the lion or to the, oh, hallelujah, or to the bear. David was able to overcome them in the name of the Lord. The same way he overcame Goliath, the giant Goliath, brothers and sisters. David speaks from his own experience with God, in his own work with God, in his own relationship with God. David gives to you and I the knowledge and experience of God, what he experienced and what he has seen in other people's life. There was never a time over the Jewish people that they were more prospered and more blessed than in the time when King David was anointed king over Israel, over all Judah. Israel, according to the Word of God, began to be blessed by God with such abundance. I hear a lot of people talking about the Solomon kingdom. And I tell people, before Solomon saw the blessing of God, he began to see the blessing in his own household. He began to see his blessing through his own father, David. David was anointed by God. David had a heart according to God's own heart. When David was anointed to be king, hallelujah, God sent Samuel to go anoint him in his own house. He was he had such a favor with God that even his anointing was a special thing because David was a special man, was a special child. Of God, I thank you, Jesus. And when you are special, when you have grown in grace with God, God will honor you. If you honor God, God says in his word, I will honor those that honor me. Oh, God is so awesome. So God honored David. He sent Samuel to anoint him as king over all Israel. And Israel began to have peace began to have blessing through David in abundance like they never had before, brothers and sisters. And the kingdom of David. Oh, I thank you, God, for King David. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There was not a king over Israel in which God was more pleased than the kingdom of David. Jesus did not come according to Solomon. Hallelujah, according to Joshua, according to Namalim, not even according to Moses. He comes according to David. Oh, thank you, Lord. Why? Because David was special. David was special before the Lord. David served the Lord. A great example for you and I. And David's going to be king in the millennium again over Israel, his people. As God has promised. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Look again what David says from his own experience with God. Psalm 13, 5. But I trust in his mercy, in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. That is Jesus Christ. I will sing to the Lord because he hath dealt with loving with me. Oh, I thank you, 
you. He is going to deal with you with lovely, lovely, with love. Now, when men deal with you, you don't know the outcome because they can be nice to you one day. The next day they can accuse you of something. They can hurt you. They can come against you. They can steal things from you. They can lie to you. You don't know the outcome because men trust in the heart. Brothers and sisters, it's one of the, big, the biggest problems. One of the biggest problems is a man on this earth, the majority trust in their heart. Psalm 35, but I trust in thy mercy, my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing to the Lord, because he hath dealt with lovely with me. Look how the Lord dealt with David. That's how the Lord's going to deal with you and I, when we trust in the Lord, from our heart. It has to be from the heart. If you trust in the Lord, from the heart. Listen to this, Psalm 18.2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. He, he that, that delivered me, my God and my strength, and him where I trust, my shield, the horn also of my salvation and my refuge. My goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Hallelujah. David, just say he's my everything. There's <laughs> so much, so much he thought of God. The Lord is my rock. My fortress, he delivered me. My God and my strength, in him I will trust. My shield, the horn also of my salvation, and my refuse. Do you see the sound of the trumpet there? The horn also of my salvation. For the Lord, when they stand from heaven, with a shout as the trumpet of God. There you go. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. We can trust in you, Jesus, because you will never let us down, Lord. That is not you, Jesus. That is not you. Men can. Men can let you down, but not the Lord. Not the Lord. Not the Lord. Not the Lord. I thank you, Lord. Listen to this. Psalm 1830. The word of God is uncorrupted. The word of the Lord is dry in the fire. He is sealed to all that trust in him. If you had any doubt ever, if you ever had any doubt whether the word of God was good enough for you, let me tell you how the word of God is trying. Thank you, Lord. Listen to it. The word of God is uncorrupt. There's no correction in the way of the Lord. There's no way, there's no way you can be deceived by the way of the Lord, by the word of the Lord. No way possible if you trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord is try in the fire. If you, think, if you ever thought that the word of God is good enough for you, let me tell you something about the word of God. It is put to the fire. And I seen the fire of the Lord. Nothing can go through there and come to the other side if it's not pure. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. If it's not genuine, if it's not of God, if it's not meant by the Holy Spirit, it cannot make it to the other side. 
Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I get excited because I seen the fire. I seen the fire of God. Hallelujah. And when I saw it, I went through it. My God, my God, I thought I would be consumed. The fire began to go through me. And me, anything that was not of God was being consumed, 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 consuming me. I got so afraid in that fire that I immediately began seeking to the Lord to go on the Lord to deliver me. I thought a fire was going to consume me, and it was consuming me. Because our God is all consuming fire. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. His word is not like anything. His word is put through the fire. His follower, his believer, his bride, going to be put to the fire also. We're going to be put through the fire. That's why we cannot think much of us, of ourselves, brothers and sisters. Don't think much of yourself. We should not think much of ourselves. Because in that day, our work. We're going to be pulled to the fire. And in order for us to be genuine, if we are not genuine, in other words, if we are not of God, the fire will consume us. I thank you, Lord. We better be genuine. We better serve God from the heart. We better trust the Lord with all of our heart and not lean unto our own understanding. Trust Him and know that our way. Because I'm telling you, when the time to be put through the fire comes, oh, man, there were things I wanted to hold on to. When I was being put through the fire, there were things I wanted to hold on to, and I noticed they were being burned, and I tried to stop it, but it became ash and nothing. Oh, God, have mercy on our soul, on our spirit, on our life. Oh, God, have mercy. God, have mercy as you put us through the fire. Oh, God, have mercy. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us, Lord, from our own heart, from being the sea. Satan was in heaven. <laughs> Satan was in heaven. Hallelujah. He probably was hiding from the rest of the angel, but nothing hide from the Lord. Oh, I love the Lord. Look what God says to him in Isaiah 14, 13. So thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend to heaven. Oh, God. He thought he could escape. Hallelujah. He thought, hallelujah, that no one would see him. Hallelujah. I will restore my throne about the star of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the side of the north. No one else was seeing the devil in his plan, but God who watches all, who knows all, who hears all, who knows everything, was seeing what the devil was thinking in his heart. He wanted to come above, above the mountain. Only God says about the mountain. That's the place of the Most High. That is his place. And God doesn't share his glory with anyone. 
God is in check why with anyone. Thank you, Lord. We need to trust the Lord. We need to trust the Lord more than ever. Our heart needs to, hallelujah, need to be for God. Satan said in his heart something, hallelujah, that he should have not said. Be careful what you are saying in your heart that is not pleasing to God, that is not of God, that might be against God's people or against God. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Hallelujah. No one be after the Lord was closer than the than hallelujah than the devil. He was a sheriff. Sheriffs of the closer. The Lord is the closer than comes a sheriff and the seraphim. But Satan was there. So close to the Father. But when God saw in his heart what he was thinking, immediately came the rebuke. The rebuke came. Hallelujah. Because there is nothing hidden that will not come out to life. Who will only know that by God? Who will only know that by God? What was the devil was thinking in his heart? The secret of the heart of Lucifer. And the secret of our heart, only God knows. We need to be careful. What is in our heart, brothers and sisters? We need to be careful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Look what Isaiah said in Isaiah 38.3. And said, remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how I have walked before thee in truth. This, is, this was one of the kings. Hallelujah, that said this. And with a perfect heart, how I done which is good in thy sight. Hezekiah wept sorrowly. That's what King Hezekiah. Oh, I love the King Hezekiah. When I read about Hezekiah, I used to cry. I used to cry so much. The, the testing with the king of Assyria, which was the devil himself in the flesh, that God allowed Hezekiah to go through. But it was for Hezekiah also to know how much he loved the Lord. A lot of times we have to go through the hard time in our life. It is now that God wants us to fail. You might be thinking, why is God allowing me to go through this? Do God want me to fail? No, it's not that God wants you to fail. It's that God wants to bring out from your heart the love that you have for him. It's not that God doesn't trust you. God is not going to give you more than what you can bear. Huh? He's not going to do that to you and I. But God knows what's in your heart. And God wants to bring the hidden things out. God knows the love that you have for him in your heart, but right now it's not showing. Mm. It is deep in your heart, but the love that you have for the Lord is not showing. It is hidden. It is deep in your heart. No one can see how much you love Jesus. No one can be touched by, by your love to Jesus, for Jesus. No one can unless God brings that love that you have for him out, out of the open. Oh, my God, oh, my God. God is speaking to someone tonight. Someone needs to hear this word. Someone needs to hear this word. My God, my God. Say, Jesus, why the hell thou, how, how, why did thou have forsaken me? God trusted his son. 
he knew how much his son loved him. him how much he loved him. That's his beloved son. And in that cross, we see Jesus say, in thy hand, in thy head, oh my God, oh my God, God is speaking to someone. Hallelujah. Even Jesus has to say, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I got to look this up. I got to look this up. I thank you, Lord. In thy head, praise the Lord. We have to trust the Lord. Hallelujah. That was the ultimate, that was the Lord. Confessing the trust he has in the Father. Because he has to trust all in his hands. And it's all in the hands of God. It is all in the hands of God. Listen careful. It is all in the hands of God. We need to trust God. We need to trust the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We need to. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We need to trust the Lord. I know that a lot of us are going through a lot. A lot of a lot of testing. Difficult time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Lord. Thank you, Lord. But we need to trust the Lord. Hallelujah. We need to trust the Lord. We need to trust Jesus. No matter what we go through, we need to be able to trust the Lord. More than anything and more than anyone. It's very important. Hallelujah. Especially. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We need to have a total trust in the Lord. God knows it's difficult for us. God knows the things that we're going through. How much we're suffering how much pain for it can be. He knows that some has some went through it on the cross. You think it was not painful what he was going through on the cross? You think that nail going through his head was not painful? You think that those nails and those times, brothers and sisters, and the time of the Lord was not painful when they went through his hand and his feet. Oh brothers and sisters was very painful. But why did he endure this? Why did he endure those nails going through his hand and his feet? Hallelujah. Why? Praise the Lord, because he trusted God. Hallelujah. He trusted God. He trusted God with such a trust that he knew that God would deliver him. There was no way they can hold him anyway. But that he was showing sure us to trust God no matter what. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That we need to have a total trust. Listen to this. Luke twenty three forty six, And Jesus cried. Hallelujah. It did not say, it does not say Jesus prayed. Because he was he was in suffering. When you are in suffering, crying, when you pray, you cry. Oh, I thank you, Lord. God is speaking to someone. When you are in suffering and you pray, you don't just pray, you cry. I thank you, Lord. 
Listen to what it says. Luke 23, 46. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and heard, brothers and sisters, when it hurts, when it hurts, you cannot be quiet. You're going to have to open your mouth. You're going to have to cry out to God because it hurts. It hurts. It hurts so much. I thank you, Jesus. It hurts so much. It just hurts so much. He cried with a loud voice and said, Father, into thy hands I command my spirit. And when he, he has, said, has said, he gave up the ghost. He trusts God. He trusts the Lord. He delivered himself into God's hands. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. He gave out the gold. He gave out his spirit into God's hands. He is the spirit. I thank you, Lord. He is the Holy Ghost. He gave himself to God completely. Father, into thy hands. Into thy hands. Thank you, Lord. I commend my spirit. Here I am, Father. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. That's one of the hardest things that, that many people have today to say. Some of you are being touched right now by the Lord to say those words from your heart to God. I trust you, Father. I trust you, Lord. Help me to go through what I'm going through, to the painful and difficult situation that I'm going through. Help me to make it through. Help me to come to the other side. Help me to make it in the rapture. Help me to go to heaven with you, Lord. When you come for us, help me. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. You're going to have to cry out. You cannot say it with a quiet mouth. Oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to have to cry aloud. You're going to have to open your mouth. You're going to have to cry with a loud voice. As Jesus said it. He heard it was painful. He didn't care who heard it. He said it with a loud voice. I thank you, Jesus. That's how it feels when we go through a trial and difficult situation in our life. We need to cry out to God. We need to cry out to the Lord. It is not, hallelujah, out of fear. It's out of trust. It's out of trust. Our crying out to God is out of trust because we love him. We want to be with him. We want to come to heaven with him. We want to dwell with him forever. So we are crying out because we want more of God, and we want to be with God. Lord, touch your people that are going through hard and difficult situations right now. Give them your strength. Give them your anointing. Heal their heart. Heal their life. Help them make it to the other side, Lord. Help them to make it to the other side. In Jesus' name, I pray. It is the Lord. There is the Lord helping us. There is the help of the Lord available for us, brothers and sisters. He is here for us. He is here for us. His presence is available for us. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. More of God and less of us. More of him and less of us is what we need in these last days. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. 
the same spirit that was in Christ is given to us. God said, hallelujah, hallelujah, in Acts 2.17, it should be in the last days of God. I will put out of my spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah. Look how the Lord said, put out my spirit. What spirit? The spirit he put in God's hand. Now God takes the spirit, God takes the seed that Jesus planted on the cross. <laughs> and he gives it out. He takes a seed that is planted in God, and he multiplies that seed. The fruit of that seed produces so much salvation, so much strength, so much help for other people that God said, after these, after the sacrifice of Jesus, hallelujah, and shall be in the last days of God, I will put out my spirit upon the flesh, yourselves and your daughters to prophesy, your young men to see vision, and your old men to dream, dream. God poured himself on the cross to give us hope, to give us a spirit unto us, brothers and sisters, so we can be more than overcomer in these last days. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. How do we know it greater? Because he overcame on the cross. He overcame dead Satan and all principality on the cross. It's greater, it's greater, it's greater. He that overcame on the cross is greater. And it's in you, and it's in I to overcome. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. We got the greater one in us. The greater one is in us to overcome. Thank you, Lord. And then he continues saying, and I'm my servant, and I'm my handmaid. I will put out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Prophecy come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That's why Jesus is the beginning and the end of all prophecy, brothers and sisters. He is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. God takes what we give him. You give your heart to the Lord. You give your heart to the Lord. God takes it, brothers and sisters. And he does a wonderful thing for your life. Give your heart to Jesus. And trust in the Lord. And, hallelujah. And you will see what God is going to do with what you are giving him. Your heart, your life is like a seed. You plant it in God. You put it in the hand of God. You trust the Lord until he comes for us. And watch what the God is going to do with you and I. He is going to make us into a glorious bride. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Not just any bride. A glorious one. A one full of his presence. That's a glorious bride. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, the bride of Jesus. And that's to be compared to any bride. The bride of Jesus is a glorious bride. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 22a. He trusted in the Lord. Let him deliver him. 
Let him save and see he love him. Amen for that. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 27, 14, hope in the Lord be strong, and he shall comfort thy heart and trust in the Lord. That's what Jesus did at the cross. He trusts in the Father. So teach us to trust in God. That's why he did it. Everything Jesus did was to teach us to trust in him, to trust in God, to trust in the Lord. His whole life is a teaching to us. That's why we have to follow his footsteps. Everything he did, we have to do the same. He trusted in God. We need to trust in God also. I thank you, Lord. That's why everything went well for him. That's why he is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Because he trusted in God. You want one day to be close to God. As Jesus close to God. Trust in God with all your heart and do not leave on your own understanding. Thank you, Lord. He will make sure you make it in. God will make sure. Why? Because you're trusting in him. That's why you're trusting in him. Hallelujah. David said in Psalm 31, 6, I have hated them that give themselves to deceitful vanities, for I trust in the Lord. David did not imitate those that trust in vanity, because he trusted in the Lord. You see the difference? You see the difference when you trust in the Lord? When you trust in the Lord, you're not going to trust in anybody else of what other people are doing or saying. You are trusting in the Lord because the Lord is worthy to be trusted, brothers and sisters. That's why. Why do you trust in the Lord? Because the Lord is perfect. His law is perfect, pure. He will not deceive you. He will not mislead you. Oh, I thank you, Lord. David said in Psalm 31, 14, But I trust in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God. Oh, man, that's it. He said that God was his, his only, my head God, his only God. That's it. I thank the Lord. Thou art my God. Hallelujah. Psalm hallelujah, 31, 24. Listen to this. You want your heart to be established. Listen to this. Oh, gee, that trust in the Lord. Be strong. And he shall establish your heart. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. This, this speaks to me. The Lord has told me for years now to be strong. And I didn't even know exactly why, specifically why. I understood why, but I didn't specifically by the word. Look what he said. Oh, gee, that trust in the Lord. Be strong. Why did God wants us to be strong? Listen, listen why. And he shall establish your heart. <laughs> God can take a deceitful heart, a heart full of vanity or whatever, and clean it out, polish it, and establish it. Oh, I thank you, Lord. You want God to, you want God to establish you, establish your heart, establish your life. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord. Trust only in the Lord. Love people. Help people. Love them. Pray for them. Do what you can. But only trust 
in the Lord. The problem with the majority of people on this earth is that almost everyone is trusting a man. And then when, when they go to church, when they go to these buildings, these meetings, these home buildings, whatever, trusting a man. And when men let them down, oh, they walk away from the gospel. They don't want to hear it no more because they trusted on this woman. They trusted on this man, and they let them down. Oh, God have mercy. So they walk away. They don't want to hear nothing about churches. They'll rebuke you if you say anything. I heard people that say, don't, don't even mention it to me. They don't want you to talk about God around there no more. Because at one time, I, I had a co-worker that was this way. I could not talk to him about the Lord. And in one occasion, I began to talk to him as I pray for him. And I say, if you don't, if you don't, I said to him, if you don't mind me asking, why don't you want to hear about God anymore? Please, and please don't be offended. Only if you want an answer. If you don't want an answer, it's okay. I remained quiet. He remained quiet. And then he said, there was a man of God, a pastor, many years ago. A little over 20 years, I've been married with my wife. 22 years exactly, he says. We trust him. We trust him with money and with things. And I believe he said he, he stole from them, I think it was. And, and deceived them. He deceived them and stole from them. Lied to them. They were so heartbroken, him and his wife, that they, after that, because this man was so trusted in the community, they didn't want to hear about God anymore, brothers and sisters. And I said, but the Lord did not do that to you. That was men. He said, but he, he said he was a, such a great man of God. He preached the gospel, the word of the time. And we trust him. And, and he did this to us. The value that we had, he took. And again, I said, listen, you need to repent to God for the hate that you have for this man. It was not God that did this to you. It was this man. And I have encountered people of the people that feel this way. Because a man or a woman had lied to them, had deceived them. They don't want to hear about the gospel. They don't want to hear about the Lord anymore. You come to the house knocking, and you want to talk to them about Jesus, they tell you, no, walk away from my property. Don't, don't bring me that to me no more. Brothers and sisters, that's how hurt people are. Lots of people are in the world, brothers and sisters, because they were not taught by the word to trust in the Lord. Psalm 118a, it is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in men. Brothers and sisters, because the problem when they trust in men, men have left them down, men have deceived them, have forsaken them. Now they're heartbroken, and they don't want to hear about God anymore. It was not God that did it, but the devil used it. What happened? It was the devil and his work behind doing all this evil. Now the devil blames God to them, and now they, they believe the devil that it was God. It is better to trust in men. It is better to trust in men. Men, I'm sorry, it is better to trust in the Lord than trust in men. Men will let you down. I warn you from right now. Your leader will let you down. They will, one way or another. But if you trust in the Lord, even when you work with someone, when you love someone, and they let you down, you can forgive them in the Lord. You can help them. 
Because you're not trusting in them. You're trusting on the Lord. Even if it was someone you say, I trust. Because this is a problem. People put the whole heart in trust to men. And when men leave, hallelujah, break their heart or leave them down, they don't want to serve God anymore. But if you teach people to serve God, no matter what men does to you, you will be willing and you can forgive them. Because your trust is not a man. Your trust is in the Lord. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. That was taught to me by Jesus. When Jesus came to me, for me to just trust him and listen to him, it was very hard for me. But the Lord worked with me to help me to just trust him. Yes, to love people, pray for people, and help people as much as I could. My brothers and sisters, trust in the Lord is the best thing that the Lord could ever taught me, brothers and sisters. Because trust in the Lord, when something goes wrong in my life, I go to the Lord because I trust the Lord. And I know the Lord is going to help me. You see, because I trust the Lord. I know he's not going to leave me or forsake me, as his word says. So I go to him. And he always helped me. Oh, I thank you, Lord. He always helped me because I go to him. I learned to trust in the Lord. So I go to the Lord when I have a problem. When things are going wrong in my life, I go to the Lord. And I know that the Lord is going to help me. Thank you, Jesus. But imagine if I would still be trusting on men. As they have let me down in the past, I have people that have stolen from me great amount of money. Brothers and sisters. But when, because the Lord has worked with me, for me to trust him in no man, I love people, and I can pray for the Lord have mercy on their soul. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I can love them, but imagine if I would not learn to just trust the Lord. Oh, my goodness. That's where a lot of people are. Listen to this. Psalm 32.10. Listen carefully. This is gonna, God's going to speak to you through here. Many sorrows, many pain, many suffering, shall come to the wicked, but he that trusts in the Lord, mercy shall compass him. Oh, I thank you, Lord. You see? Brothers and sisters, many sorrow what can they have in this life? What comes to the wicked? We go through painful situations, brothers and sisters. But you know, but he that trusted in the Lord, mercy shall compass him. The Lord will have mercy. The wicked will continue with all the pain and suffering. But those that humble themselves to the Lord, Thank you, Lord, and just mercy, mercy, because by grace, by his mercy, we are saved. So we claim by his mercy. We say, Lord, have mercy. And you know what? His mercy endureth forever. It's not, it's not, it's not like it's going to end tomorrow. <laughs> his mercy is not like it's going to end tomorrow or anytime soon. His mercy endureth forever. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your, his mercy is not going to run out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You see, brothers and sisters, everything that you and I need to know is in his word. Everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Listen careful. Psalm 118.4. Let them that fear the Lord say, that his mercy endure forever. You and I need to say this every day. What do we need to say? That his mercy endure 
forever. Repeat it with me. Because that's what the word of God says. Psalm 118.4. Let them that fear the Lord say, now say, that his mercy endure forever. Say this with me. His mercy endure forever. His mercy endure forever. His mercy. Say it with your heart. Say it with your heart. Please say it with your heart. His mercy endure forever. His mercy endure forever. His mercy endure forever. Say it, say it, say it, say it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's going to help you. You need to say it. You need to confess it to yourself. You need to hear it. You need to hear it. That God's mercy endure forever. That you can always cry out to him. That you can always trust him. That you all can always come to him. And he will deliver you. He will always help you. He will always be there for you. That's the kind of God you and I have for us. That is the kind of God that you and I have. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Psalm 118.29. Praise ye the Lord, because he is good, and his mercy endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 136.3. Praise ye the Lord, for his mercy endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 136.4. Which only does great wonder, for his mercy endure forever. Psalm 136.5, which by the, his wisdom made the heaven, for his mercy endure forever. I thank you, Lord. Psalm 136.6, which has stretched out the earth upon the waters, for his mercy endure forever. Psalm 136.7, which made great life for his mercy endure forever. What? Psalm 136.8, the sun to rule the day, for his mercy endure forever. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Psalm 136.9, the moon and the star to govern the night, for his mercy endure forever. I thank you, Lord. Psalm 136.10, which smart ages with their firstborn. For his mercy endure forever. Psalm 136, 11. Hallelujah. And brought our Israel from a mountain. For his mercy endure forever. Psalm 136, 12. With a mighty hand, he stretched out his arm. For his mercy endure forever. Psalm 136, 13. Which divided the sea into two parts, for his mercy endure forever. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Psalm 136, 14. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 136, 15. And overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy endure forever. I thank you, Lord. What Psalm one thirty six sixteen? We let his people through the wilderness for his mercy endure forever. Psalm one thirty six seventeen. Which must the, the great king for his mercy endure forever. Psalm one thirty six eighteen. He slew the mighty king for his mercy endure forever. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 136, 21. And gave the, the air land for an inheritance, for his mercy endureth forever. If you and I are any time are going to receive something for the Lord, you know why? Because his mercy endureth forever. If you and I are going home in the rapture, you know why? For his mercy endureth forever. If you and I are going to overcome in these last days, you know why? For his mercy endureth forever. It will always. If we're going to that marriage supper to meet the Lord face to face, and we know we're going to, you know why? Because His mercy endureth forever. Thank you, Lord. If we are walking firm, still trusting in the Lord, you know why? Because His mercy endureth forever. It's by His mercy. It's by His grace, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, that we are serving the Lord, and because he has mercy on us, because his mercy endureth forever. I thank you, Jesus. Mighty Lord, mighty God, I thank you, Lord, for what you did on the cross. It is because your mercy endureth forever. He gave us his Holy Ghost because his mercy endureth forever. He is with us in the last days. Brothers and sisters, you know why? Because His mercy endures forever. We're going to be more than overcomer. We are more than overcomer. You know why? Because His mercy endures forever. I thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord kiss you. May the Lord make the space out of you. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different and have a special prophecy update and as well a communion celebration, one that I've been really looking forward to for quite some time. And we're doing this for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that August promises to be, Lord willing, of course, a very exciting month with all that is happening and all that is planned. I'm hoping you'll kindly allow me to share with you what's coming up in the days and weeks ahead, I think what you'll find is that everything that we're going to talk about today ties in together uh, prophetically and even significantly. But before we do, if you would join with me and let's pray and we'll ask God's blessing on our time together today. Loving Heavenly Father, will you at this time settle our hearts and by the Holy Spirit, focus our attention upon you and you alone and that which you would desire to minister to us today in our time together. Lord, would you disallow any distraction or disturbance or disruption, anything, that would keep us from that which you have for us. Lord, will you speak in that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit? Please, your servants are listening. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All right. First, I want to answer several questions that we've had both locally here 
and also from our online church globally as well. Specifically, questions about Amir Sarfati uh, speaking when he's here. We've had a number of people call in from really all over the world uh, asking when he's going to be here and what the times are and so forth. So uh, we're going to answer that. We're also going to answer a number of questions that we've had about the status of our new church building, which again sort of ties in. We continue to be overwhelmed by the generosity and financial support of God's people, and we want to kind of apprise you of what the current status is as it relates to our building. Uh, Also, several people asked why Thursday night's teaching wasn't posted on YouTube. And that's because we didn't have a Thursday night teaching to post on YouTube. And the reason we didn't have a Thursday night teaching to post on YouTube is because uh, the SDA church that we rent here uh, had their vacation Bible school. And as such, we were not able to use the sanctuary for our uh, midweek Bible study. By the way, uh, this is yet another amongst many reasons as to why I'm so excited to get into our own building for the first time in 12 years since I planted this church because we can do church anytime we want. (laughs) All day, every day, if we want. So that answers that question. Uh, Actually, I made the decision on Friday to devote the entirety of our time together today uh, talking about what I am so excited about, and uh, we're going to, Lord willing, resume our uh, teaching in Second Corinthians, through Second Corinthians, expositionally, on what will be Sunday, uh, August the 14th, and then we'll also resume our Thursday night uh, teaching through the Old Testament, where we're in uh, First Chronicles, and we'll begin that on uh, a week from this uh, Thursday. Uh, also, I uh, made the decision to celebrate communion today instead of next Sunday because uh, that's when we would usually do it, but Amir's going to be here and I don't want to uh, take away from his time. We're going to try to maximize uh, his time while he's here. He has given us exclusivity in the sense that he turned down numerous other speaking uh, uh, times at other churches and he's only going to be here and I get him all to myself <laughs> and I'm going to share him with you and um, but anyway I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that here in a moment I'm hoping you'll soon see that everything I'm going to share today again is woven together in the fabric of Bible prophecy let me uh, also mention this upcoming conference at Calvary Chapel Honolulu This is going to be from Friday, August 19th through Sunday, the 21st. I have the privilege of being one of the speakers at this year's conference. And uh, it's very important to understand and note that anyone can attend. Uh, It is a pastors, church workers, leaders conference, as it were, but it's open to anybody. But you really need to register online at Calvary Chapel, Honolulu's website. This year's speakers are just, I mean, off the charts. That's what I always appreciate about Pastor Bill. He really prayerfully considers 
who it is that he's going to have come from the mainland. And this year, we're going to have Raul Reese, Tony Clark, Jim Orate, Ken Graves, Ed Taylor, Mark Beauvais, David Zamora, Sean Hausman. Also locally, we're going to have both Pastor Bill and Bud Stonebreaker, Daryl Skinner, Steve Rex, Steve Santos, these are from the other islands, and then Lloyd Pulley, who is from the East Coast. And actually, we are privileged to have Pastor Lloyd Pulley here on the 21st Sunday uh, morning for both of our services speaking, so really looking forward to that. As for Amir's speaking schedule, here's the drill. He will be speaking this Thursday night, 7 o'clock, and then again on Sunday, uh, that's next Sunday, the uh, 7th of August, for both of our morning services. Keep in mind, I, it's been, well, maybe I should give you a little bit of the backstory here. I have been wanting to get Amir here for years. That all kind of rhymes, doesn't it? <laughs> for years, I've been trying to get Amir here. And at last year's conference at Calvary Honolulu, uh, I asked Pastor Jack Hibbs uh, about Amir and said, hey, can you put me in contact with Amir because I'd love to have him, you know, come. And so he gave me his number, gave Amir my number. We connected, and that started the process. This is a year ago. So it has taken me a year to get Amir here. That's even better, isn't it? <laughs> so now, here's the thing. Other than, and in addition to the Thursday night and Sunday morning, this Saturday, and this is very important, it's August 6th, at 11 a.m. Hawaii time, for the benefit of our online church, both Amir and I are going to do a Facebook Live prophecy interview that, for those of you familiar with Facebook Live, uh, you know that you can actually interact uh, in real time by logging on to uh, Facebook and going to Facebook Live or going to Amir's Facebook or my Facebook and you can watch this whatever time zone you're in you can watch this prophecy uh, interview and interact in real time I would encourage you to follow Amir on Facebook and Twitter as I do he also has a Behold Israel app that you can download and I would really encourage you to subscribe to his YouTube channel if you haven't already uh, to answer another question Yes, absolutely, we will be uploading all the teachings and interviews on both of our YouTube channels, as well as linking them to both uh, Facebook and Twitter, both his Facebook and mine, and both his Twitter and mine as well. I, I hope you know that I have put a lot of thought and a lot of prayer into what I want to talk to Amir about. And some of the things that we're going to discuss are as follows. Ezekiel 38, specifically as it relates to the stunning developments in Turkey as of late, and how that all fits in. Uh, Russia's role. Of course, Iran. You have to understand that uh, Amir is from Israel. He lives in Israel. And this is uh, kind of interesting. Uh, this is my Jewish brother in Christ 
from Israel, and I'm his Arab brother in Christ. We have a peace agreement right there between the Arabs and the Jews, right? Well, there's no distinction or delineation in Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek nor Arab nor Chinese nor Japanese nor whatever. You can fill in the blank. But um, he has...